Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. You want to get in touch, you know, our WhatsApp, 87 And as you are well aware, in this country, um, and this city in particular, drug addiction can be a huge, huge problem. Destroy lives, it can hugely impact the people who are around that person who might have the uh, addiction problem as well. But recovery is possible. Joining us now is someone who is sharing their own story of their own addiction and recovery, uh, hoping to give people who are struggling with a drug addiction, or someone in their life is struggling with a drug addiction, more advice and some hope that a life after drug addiction is possible. Possible. This gentleman has built up a huge following online, just sharing his story of um, and sharing his advice about his own experiences. Frank, open, honest about the, the world in which he was in, how he got there and how he got out of it. He runs the YouTube channel CG Kid, where he gives these pieces of advice and runs a, a very popular podcast as well. But he joins us now. Philip Markoff, sir, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us, Philip. Now, I always find it so fascinating when someone's able to overcome addiction. Um, it's extremely hard, I can I can imagine. But can you just take us back to where you were and how you overcame? Oh, gosh, it's a long story. I mean, uh, the sobriety thing, of course, happened first, uh, overcoming the actual addiction. Uh, so, you know, for me, uh, I started at 17 and it was a lot of it was due to trauma and a lot of addiction self-medicating. I found out later on I was actually self-medicating ADHD and it just uh, it really just progressed over time. I got sober at 23 and um, I was staying sober for a while. Then, of course, I started the channel and, uh, you know, I did that kind of just to uh, reach out to active drug users. I don't think there's any content that does that. And uh, a lot of people are selling recovery and I'm like, they're looking up drug videos. Let's talk eye to eye with them. Let's give them a place to be safe. And I learned so much because I acquired notoriety, but then that became an addiction. I hit rock bottom. I tried to commit suicide October 2019. Went to a rehab facility and uh, got out and told like a million people I relapsed thinking, oh, the pressure will fix it. And there was just so much pressure to change. And I told my audience I lied about being sober for a little while. And uh, I lost a lot of my identity because uh, sobriety is one thing. That's just abstinence. But the recovery part of it is finding something better than the addiction side. And I have to understand addictions part of my nature, but it doesn't define who I am now. So I still have my addictions. But for me, it was just a brief experience and it kind of just gave me direction to say, okay, so this is, it's one of those things I get so excited about because it's so obvious. I want to, this is what it is. And uh, mm. so now I'm in recovery and it's just a totally, totally different world than anything I ever experienced in my life. And the sobriety part is just, it's, it's barely even makes a symptom of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you kind of started off going down the road of, of addiction at 17, what what were some of the drugs that you wound up getting exposed and getting addicted to? 
Yeah, I'm like a, a poly user, so I always chase the novelty of something new. So in a way, it's always like the addiction was almost to the drugs in general, doing the research, studying the effects. And because I tried almost everything, I would say uh, weed, alcohol were kind of like my two main ones. But, you know, I dabbled literally in almost every drug, which is why people find my channel fascinating that I could share on these experiences and uh, translate them. To, uh, so if a mom finds cocaine in her son's room, her immediate reaction is, what is this doing to him? And what are, what are drug users getting out of it? You know, what's benefiting them? And I'll tell what I got out of it, but also the negatives. And I try to be as unbiased as possible, but tried almost everything. <laughs> and have you ever had any situation where you felt this is going to be the end? Yeah, the, the big one was with, uh, you know, gaining notoriety at it increases dopamine. And I noticed the more successful I was getting in life, uh, the more empty I was feeling. And uh, so then the relapse with doing the addiction channel, it's kind of like, and lying to people, it was like a shame thing. And that was really the worst, you know, the worst of the worst, the closest. And then when I was younger is when my ex left me, that was with for eight years to get sober, but that wasn't nearly as bad because with the notoriety stuff or like getting a good job and then the novelty wears off and all of a sudden you hate it. And you need more, more that so bad because I felt like I was doing what society told me to do. They're like, get the good job. Okay, I got that. You know, you get all these things and I kept feeling more and more empty and I couldn't say it's because I'm smoking meth. I was like, why am I so depressed? So I had no idea how to get out of it. That was that was the worst of the addiction for me. So did you find, you know, you mentioned you, you were exploring the different drugs over your kind of journey into addiction and out of it. Like, were you looking to crystal meth for something different than when you tried cocaine and alcohol and weed? Did you kind of, or was it just the same novelty factor or did you find a different drug gave you a different escape from what was going on at the moment? A lot of it, a lot of it's the novelty factor, but you know, all drugs increase dopamine and uh, ADHD and um, addiction crossing is extremely common. I mean, when you don't have enough dopamine, your mind moves so fast. What you're really looking for is to slow your mind down, but with self-medicating, you're doing it in a way that doesn't have instructions, doesn't have medical advice. So uh, I think with every drug I was seeking the dopamine and one of the reasons I like meth so much is it increases dopamine like three times more than cocaine. Uh, but at the same time, those things like wear on your body where weed and alcohol, alcohol is not illegal, so it's not scary. Weed doesn't really wear on your body. So I kind of just stuck with those. And, and then uh, speaking of, of impact on your body, what were some of the, the negative impacts? Was there any like health problems you experienced and how, were you doing, obviously doing damage to your body, but you know, was there any significant issues you were facing physically? Oh yeah. And uh, I have to say, you know, pre face <laughs> go back a bit but yeah alcohol can be just as damaging to the body as meth i just didn't let it get as out of control for some reason but with the meth it was really just being real thin malnourished issues uh de from dehydration with my kidneys zapped out in the head going through like dopamine deficit severe depression psychosis uh doing things that were incongruent with my morals and uh, damage also physically from just the hallucinations i was having and doing like really crazy stuff like one time I like pull off my clothes and I was running down the street and my feet at the end were like bleeding. <laughs> and I, I did that because I thought someone put a hit out on the mafia with me. And it was just the weirdest thing. Like it didn't make any sense, you know, and a lot of stuff like that. And at what point did you say, right, enough is enough. I need to get clean now. No, oh, it was a uh, it was such a neutral thing for me. That's what's interesting. I was out with my mom and we were eating at a restaurant and she offered to bring me to rehab and uh or I could have went home and used. And this is in June 9th, 2013. And it was just so like, uh, I did feel sad and empty, but it was such a weird, you know, 
decision of just, all right, I'll do it. And, th- and this time around my, um, my recovery, or that's what people call it is like finding your spirituality was really when I, I was using Instagram and uh, I had taken a break from it and I just saw what it was doing to me. It was making me anxious. It was distorting my worldview. And I ended up disabling the account. Uh, and I had the reason I did that is I, I suddenly my ambitions just totally changed. I, I realized that you know, I was always chasing chaos, excitement and prestige and all these things. Like I wanted an exciting life, a job that I tell people and they're like, oh, that's cool. So there's a difference between choosing to get sober for me and choosing to find a better life. And uh, I just was always presented a life that the world says you should want this. You should be on Facebook. You should be on these things. And I never sat back and said, what is really causing chaos? Do I really want chaos? And, um, you know, that's when, uh, I entered recovery, which is really the most significant point in my life. You know, you obviously share a lot of information with people about, as you mentioned, you know, if a mother finds cocaine in her son's bedroom, like she's obviously going to freak out and not know what to do. Um, and obviously your addiction is going to be different to everyone else's addiction, but what do you think in general people get wrong about drug addiction like and the reason with that is that it, it comes it, it comes to a point for me i just got to see humans as amazing creatures and i can't really go into you have a problem because it quickly becomes you are a problem so i have to fix you and you're a project to me and that's there's such a goal of honestly it's almost like i talk about animals quite a bit to my family and i'm like it's almost like the dog you know there's caution like you should be cautious but when you walk by a person who's down and out on drugs and the dog goes for that person and you're pulling the dog away and he's just kind of looking at you like why and uh, the other thing is with the family you know there's nothing they can do that's like the hardest thing a family member approaches me my son's addicted to something you know what do i do i think it's great to uh, have support and go to you know a support group like al-anon or naranon or something but that that being said in the family situation there it's really society's downfall so like a big misconception with addiction like i said the drug addict uh we got to see him with love i think a big way is seeing ourselves in them and if you want to see a drug addict just look at the the united states i mean i don't know how it is in ireland but uh you know they're like how can you do this how can you poison your body but look at what we're doing to the earth and uh what we're doing to animals in the food industry here and uh how we have social media, it's, and here, it's, at least, it's causing teen suicide to dramatically climb. It's causing election or democracy interference. Uh, it's causing hate groups to grow. It's causing all these problems, but we aren't, we're still, like, okay with it. So what I'm saying is it's almost like they look at the drug addict and it becomes quickly becomes a scapegoat. It's like the best thing that society could do is say, you know, you're addicted to drugs, but understanding I have addictions that cause harm to the earth you know what causes the greater harm and have that humility to learn from them and gain from them find value in your interaction with them is so important and it's like the my dad and me are the type of animals wounded will stop the car in the middle of the highway and pick it up uh when i i take it a little further now when i see someone really down and out i go and sit with them and it's not because i pity them or feel bad i'm I'm really trying to find light in my community and and the light within them and try to understand what's going on better and i think humans are desperately actually craving that because when i relapsed everybody rallied together to support me it was so loving and i'm like guys if i was on the side of the road like you would probably not make eye contact Mm -hmm. you know a tribalistic community if someone's down and out it's like one of our own it's not somebody to walk past. So I, I say it's society needs to come together because when a mom sees her son addicted to drugs, she can't help them because she's hurting like they're hurting. It's a family illness. They're both sick. 
But the neighbors in the neighborhood, when they see that going on, you know, rather than being afraid, be cautious if, you know, put your wallet away if you're worried about something. But at the same time, approach uh, that that kid because she can't help them, but maybe the neighborhood could. And I just see a lot of disconnection. You know what I mean? Then your YouTube channel, are you finding like a lot of people are helping you on your journey and vice versa or because it's a personal story? after all. Yeah, yeah, with that, I used to say, uh, you know, people help me more than I help them. But now I'm seeing almost like a oneness with people. It's really interesting, at a very fundamental level. And uh, I think it's it's like such a relationship at this point. It's really interesting to me. And, um, you know, I just see it as, you know, anybody who speaks, the listener is kind of like uh, almost creating the speaker. You know, if I were speaking in a dark room, there there would, like, there's a thing in Buddhism that self implies other. It goes along with yin and yang. And uh, I'm like, you know, you guys kind of create me as much as I'm there for you. So as much as they love me, I'm always, I'm tr- I think I'm helping them. I'm trying to help them get to a place of loving themselves. Influencers, it's very easy to get people to love you. I mean, they, we've been doing that forever. But to get someone to love themselves, you know, I think, I think the the people that are drug users see my relapse and they see, hey, that's myself and that person. I would have relapsed. And they see all this love coming around for me and this help coming to me. They're like, hey, you know, I don't really feel like anybody wants to help me. I feel like an outcast and a scapegoat. But at the same time, I could see now, you know what I mean? And so it becomes like almost just this beautiful thing that life blessed me with this opportunity to be in this position. So, so then if, you know, someone's listening right now who might one be themselves faced with an addiction issue, like what advice do you give them? So anybody with an addiction issue, it's first off, it's like super broad. I mean, the drug addiction mm. issue is part of it, but anybody who thinks they're spending too much time on social media or any of those things, and they kind of know it. Um, I just say, uh, you know, th- there just has to be a, everybody's path is different. And uh, maybe you'll hear this and you'll decide, hey, you know, I can make a choice. You know, I can change my habits and change my ways. And and that it's like I have no advice to give and nothing to teach. All I could say is in my experience, I got so desperate that life revealed itself to me. And I would say, listen to life, like listen to the little things, the little cues like a man, uh, I saw a guy who loved his dog. He was super passionate. And I, I before I would see that, I'd be like, oh, that's cute. That's amazing. That's awesome. And kind of let it go, even though it did hit my heart. But when I saw it after this, uh, this change in how I see things, I'm like, why is that lighting up my heart so much? What does he have? What is this? And I started studying the behavior of dogs. And I found out they're super spiritual. And they were never taught anything. You know, <laughs> they don't even speak. Um, there's a book I would say by Eckhart Tolle called a new earth, which is a spiritual thing. And it's all about discovering who you really are deep down underneath this all, you know, a lot of people will say, I'm a vegan, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a this, you know, I'm a that you're a this it's, it's such a labeling thing. And I honestly think humans are very unspeakable of what we really are underneath everything. And, uh, there's almost a place in silence, you know, and, uh, that's seen in almost every faith where they talk about the I am and consciousness and connecting to that. And the way I've always done that is observing my thoughts or my feelings, but not being them. That's pretty much my advice. You know? um, yeah, listen, if someone wants to, because I know you've a lot of content up and go into more depth about your story and do a lot of kind of regular content up on your YouTube channel and your podcast, uh, where would you direct? What's the channel name and where can they find you online? Uh, CG Kid. It stands 
for a crazy ginger kid. If you're listening and uh, you need any help with um, any addiction or drug issues I've mentioned in this interview, drugs.ie provides uh, a good list of resources available in Dublin. Also, go check out uh, Philip's channel, CG Kid, where he goes into a hell of a lot of detail and depth and just completely honest about his own uh, experiences with addiction and with recovery and with insights that you might find useful. But Philip Markoff, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a million for popping on F104 this evening and uh, continued success with the recovery. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.